Okay. And we are good. Okay. Why is the game not turning on? Alright. First, uh, take video. Any minute now, camera. Any minute now. Okay, I heard that beep. So, where's the recording? Should be showing up here. And my camera's out. Son of a bitch. Well, alright, screw it. Alright, we'll just move on without it for now. Okay, well, now let's see if this works now. Okay, there we go. Now we're working. Alright, so good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is currently July 22nd, 2020. It is the. This is episode number four of the J Money Talks podcast. How is it going, everybody? I am your host, Mr. Jason J. Money Johnson, and we are live, and we are ready to begin this podcast. We got a good amount of stuff to talk about. Lots of craziness has been going on pretty much this past week, especially uh, we got the situation that happened with Tory Lanez. Kanye gave a his presidential rally in South Carolina, and probably... A lot of craziness, some of the stuff involving the Nick Cannon situation, and a few lovers. But before we begin, I'd like to at least give a shout out to my older sister, Jasmine, who's probably going to be watching this. And I say congratulations to her because she just got married this uh, Monday. Um, actually, attended the wedding. She got married. Um, Yes, uh, so congratulations, like I say congratulations to my sister and my new brother-in-law, Michael, and the happy wedding. It was a pretty good wedding. It was, we pretty much, it was nothing like, uh, where it's like the typical, like, big time wedding. It was a justice of a peace, to, uh, justice of a peace by, uh, in, uh, somewhere around, uh, like the Almond Park neighborhood, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty good wedding. It was a nice wedding. Uh, it's short. It's like a few minutes. Uh, pretty much, I was a witness. My dad was a witness as well, and it was a very short wedding. My sister got married, and uh, yeah, we had dinner at uh, Red Lobster afterwards. That was our quote-unquote wedding reception. So. Yeah, it was pretty good. Have some nice cup of coffee here. Good. I'll sit that down right there. <clears throat> so we've actually so congratulations to my sister Jasmine and her brother-in-law Michael for the for being married. I'm actually happy. Um. So yeah, that was a good amount of stuff to talk about. That's so. Now let's move on to. I guess the big stories here, I guess if you didn't know, if this, I guess the first story we should talk about is probably the Nick Cannon situation. Uh, if you don't know what uh, Nick Cannon did, it is a big thing. So Viacom slash CBS end up 
canceling uh, Nick Cannon, pretty much uh, separated ties from Nick Cannon, and I guess in a way canceled Walden out. Because here's the thing Nick Cannon owns the rights to the show, so one of the things is you get rid of him, you get rid of Walden out. This is a big thing. Now you're wondering what was the reason for it. Now, in one of his podcasts on YouTube, he has a podcast going on YouTube, which is like Cannon's class, I believe it's called. In the podcast, he ends up saying, he ends up saying, calling white people savages, Jews run the bank, and, you know, people of color will all, everyone in America will be people of color by 2050. And it was a crazy, like, thing. It was kind of a very woke uh, topic, and it was a very like woke subjects. Things he said was kind of like something like a woke activist would say, and it's the thing about Nick Cannon. He was he's been woke for quite a while, so this is nothing normal. This is nothing like new to us. This is like normal, and and that's the thing about Viacom is one of the things about it. Is that he? They knew what New Cannon was, and they still like decided to cancel him. To me, I think he. Do I think he said anything wrong? Not really. Do I? I've never. I never got a chance to listen to much of the audio, but I've seen the quotes and like the clip notes and some of this stuff. And to me, oh, when he the way he said it. If you, you go ahead and listen to what he said, it's to me. I don't think it is something that is. He's not entirely wrong, because in the historical fact, there has been like. Because understand, like throughout the history of, of pretty much this country, being founded on and everything, understand, it pretty much was founded on pretty much. European colonizers, you know, raping, murdering, forcing, like, Native Americans out of their land, forcing black black people to slavery and into the United States. And that's the thing, like, black people were being called savages and murderers, rapists, all that stuff, yet they are the ones that are doing this very egregious, like, pretty much no, like, guilt or conscious about it. And that's a big thing I think Nick Cannon was trying to agree with. And I can agree with Nick Cannon on that subject because there has been a lot of things that is shown that it is a bad idea. Because Nick is, uh, because that's a big, uh, that's the thing about Nick Cannon is he uh, did this uh, situation with that pretty much there's been a lot of stuff going on this racial tensions and this is one of the things that what pretty much Nick Cannon was trying to say is like what's the reason about it the way he said it now I think this the message you gave made perfect sense but the way he said it like the context came out differently you know, like the Jews running the banks portion, uh, to me, what I think he's meaning to is referring to like in the if you look at history, if you look at how where like like Judaism like came from, 
it pretty much was based in the Middle East. Like, all the, like, the big, the big, like, religions, like, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, all that is pretty much a, was all created in the Middle East. And one of the things about, like, if you look at, like, because if you look at, like, the truth about, like, Judaism and Christianity and some of that stuff, like, people originally were pretty much people of an Arabic and African descent. Like, that's where most of, like, the religions were. Like, and the thing about, like, the Jewish, Jewish community was saying about, like, was, like, what you're saying, like, Jews running banks is anti-Semitic. I don't think, like, understand, like, the term, and here's the thing about the term anti-Semitic. It's, the term actually means to, um, the term is being, uh, racist people who speak, like, the Semitic languages, the Semitic culture, and some of those, like, Semitic languages are, like, are pretty much of, like, Aramaic, I think Hebrew, and I think a few other languages. I'm not entirely sure. I'm let me look. I'm gonna look at the this terminology. Mt. Like definition of. That anti-Semitism means, according to this, is it pretty much the hostility or to or prejudice against Jews by an anti-Semitic. Because let's see. Semitic languages is because I think this is what there are. Yeah, there are seven different like Semitic languages. So in this case, Americ, Tigernia, Hebrew. Tigre and Aramaic. Aramaic. Okay, the second one is Amharic. So that's what they are. Like those are like the seven languages. They are. It is pretty much. Now, granted, there is Hebrew is one of those languages, but that is pretty, that language was based off of pretty much was pretty much in a time of like of Christianity and Judaism came from that time when like Jew, the actual Jews were pretty much forced into slavery in Egypt and stuff like that. That is the type of like excuse me. Excuse me there. Um and that's pretty much those those Jews like at that time like like the Judaism that that people know is pretty much people who are of African descent, people from the Middle East, 
like into Christianity, like Christianity was pretty much in the Middle East, and there was like a render of realistic render of Jesus. Realistically, if he, if you look at that realistic render, he looked more or less like Af more or less black, like sort of like I guess my skin tone or with darker hair, maybe longer, and. And it's not like it's bad. Like now, the thing is how it gets. It's been bad now, is pretty much the anti-Semitism. Usually was about like yes, of course, about Jews, but it became more like a blanket one term analogy because some of the stuff that's made that was said by Hitler and stuff, like Jews running the banks and stuff. He was pretty much referring to Jews in Europe who are pretty much who grew up in like we did grow up in the Jewish faith, but were speaking like pretty much in like like Polish, Russian, German too, and that is like the Jews that Ken is talking about is probably like the original Jews, like the people like the twelve tribes and all that stuff and. That's why he's like referring to from there, and to me, it is interesting. I'm not. Do I think it's it's probably super woke and it's very like something that is very like discussed. It's something that's gonna take a lot of disgust. But to me, but the big thing was Viacom fired a cannon, and if you're wondering what does Viacom have, Viacom is what is MTV, VH1, B BT, uh, Nickelodeon, like all the, like those big things, and Viacom decided to cancel them, and that's a big thing, because here's the thing about MTV now, it was probably the only thing that pretty much a majority of people watched. And consistently watched. Because nowadays, not a lot of people watch MTV as much as they used to. Like, some only things that's on now I would probably watch on a regular basis is probably maybe Ridiculousness. But I don't watch it as much as I used to when I was, like, a teenager. So, that was pretty much my thing. And... That is something that is now going to be affecting them. Now, there's a lot of people, like, black community is pretty much playing on, like, go ahead, boycott Viacom, pretty much boycott BT and, like, some of the stuff, which I can understand completely because, I mean, it is a thing where it's just, like, ridiculous. And now we're getting, uh, now do I think the Wild Now show is going to come back on some form or fashion. Probably will, because I think Nick Cannon pretty much has, like, a vest a lot of money, and he's pretty much hosted, like, the Mass Singer, America's Got Talent, and, like, a bunch of things. I'm probably sure he invests his money quite well enough. He probably could start his own network, probably. He could start his own network. Or, I think Diddy, uh, I'll send a tweet like hey like Nick come on home to this like channel here like his uh I think it's called a revolt 
network, which is like exclusive, which is pretty much a black-owned network. So, I think it, his show will come back on. I think it's to me. I don't get me wrong. I think what he said is right on the money. The message is quite spoken, but the context in which he said it didn't like resonate with probably white people a lot and it pretty much provided the opposite effect and like the message he said is clear I but it just did not come out right and um, yeah I'm hoping that pretty much Nick can bounce back from this uh, I think Fox pretty much is I think I saw something that said Fox is kind of defending like Nick because I think he's I think he's still the host Mass Singer. I'm probably sure a bunch of people are going to eventually come for airheads. So, but other than that, I think Nick Cannon's going to be fine. I think the Wild Now will come back. And I think it's going to probably be much better. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to just make somehow do something with Netflix or something, make it exclusive and it's all uncensored. Which. Actually, it will be a huge blow, especially the amount of episodes that are on there, past and present. Oh, there is, there is some stuff we would love to see, and I'd be excited to watch them. I mean, I, would I still get Netflix? Probably not, but I at least have someone. But yeah, alright. So, we're going to go ahead take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to go and we'll be into the next segment, which will probably be about... Actually, we could knock this out, actually. So, actually, we're going to knock this out real quickly right now. And that's probably the Tory Lanez Megan the Stallion situation. So, if you don't know what happened, uh, Tory Lanez uh, and Megan Thee Stallion were in the same car ever. There was, uh, I think they were driving somewhere. And I guess there was an argument involved somehow. And... Tory Lanez ended up shooting Megan Stallion, I believe, in the leg. And Tory Lanez got arrested. They ended up taking his mugshot. Ended up getting this hiding weight out there. And I love this as I'm like, wait, he's what? <laughs> Turns out Tory Lanez is actually five foot three and he weighs 120 pounds. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I am taller than this rap, this very famous rapper right now, and I'm like, cause I'm five six, and I'm like, how, how are you this short? Like Kevin, Kevin Hart is like five four, Cat Williams is five five. How are you shorter than them? And I'm like, you pretty much are, a, you probably are a gangster for real, like, but still, like, how? So. To me, I think it's like, I think it's a thing about like him being short, because if you listen to like a lot of his lyrics and stuff like rap songs, R and B, he's he's pretty much all of his lyrics is pretty much saying he's a man, he's he fucks a lot of bitches and like all that stuff. And and I think I just I can't understand why because I'm like, because here's the thing like about short guys. We are probably are the most arrogant people all ever. <laughs> like we can be confident. We to at least compensate 
for our height, we try to at least talk probably the most shit. And back and try to back it up as best we can. It's it's this truth, ladies. Like, understand, like, Floyd Mayweather, you probably would want to hook up with Floyd. No one would really want to hook up with Floyd Mayweather. But here's the thing. Dude's bloated. You could, he could say, you could say nothing about him. Plus, he can fight. He's a boxer. He can back it up. And I think is this, it's just pretty much that confidence, like, you know how Cat Williams pretty much is, talks about how sure he is, and he, he's a pimp. Like, he's, that's his, like, mantra and stuff. And, like, it's, and that's the thing, like, we deal with, like, that, and that's the thing about confidence is, conversation with height, we talk about how, uh, talk about why we're a man, because we feel like we, I mean, are pretty much like the small dogs, like the little poodle, and we're trying to step, act like we're hot shit against like the big giant pit bull. That's pretty much what we are like. It's pretty much, that's the thing. Like we try to feel like we're we're a big dog, yet in reality we're a little dog. Like that's why I love. That's why I gravitate towards Vegeta in Dragon Ball Z because he is pretty much understand. He's five. He's actually five five. <laughs> Him in real life, you want to talk shit about him. And here's the thing. He tries, you understand, to do trains his ass off just to prove he's the big dog. He is like the alpha of this thing. So, that is what Vegeta does. So, that's why I think it's like a lot of people pretty much. That's why I think it was, I guess, somehow, like, make him sound he's like, what? Six two, I believe. Like, how tall is? Let me see. Let me pull this. Let me search this. Megan V. Stallion height. Five ten. Like it's. I think it's because of like. So he's five. So she's five ten. So yeah, seven inches taller. Like she pretty much. Like. I think pretty much since both of them break just as much money, if not, I don't know who makes more money than who, and like this, in terms of records and stuff, and like popularity, but I guess he, she talked, I guess talked bad about him, because talked bad about him, his height or something, I don't know what happened in the argument, but I think Tori like wanted to prove he was a big, he was trying to prove he was a big dog, with the gun on his side. And I don't know if that is the case or something like that. I don't know enough as it is, but it is interesting to know. Because I think actually one thing I've heard is pretty much that is like a lot of people say is understand like one thing about like R&B singers. Like, like people say about like fat guys in terms of like R&B and stuff. Fat guys probably make like the best like R&B songs. Are known to make the best R&B songs, because here's the thing: like, especially love songs in R&B, because most big guys hardly ever get any pussy whatsoever. <laughs> so, when we actually do get pussy, 
and it was like the one that we hooked up with like that one girl we remember it more than anything else like we remember that smell remember like what your hair was like and like all that all that stuff it, it's good that's why it's pretty much somehow like to us it feel we feel it more than like the average dude because he probably doesn't have to work as hard just to get pussy <laughs> so yeah it's just uh that's one of the things about it it's like i think it's pretty much like you know the pulling complex here this is like the modern day like version of someone having that that pulling complex and that's what Tori Lance has uh if he i don't know if he's gonna get out of this I don't know what's going on. They probably got bailed out or something. Hopefully, this is a situation that's going to clear up eventually. Um, but yeah, it's a to me that's an interesting thing there. Okay, so we're going to go ahead, go on break here. We're going to talk uh, probably a little bit more about probably this NBA restart and probably a few other things. Probably the Kanye West, the Kanye West uh, rally, and like a bunch of other things. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Alright, guys. Before we move on to the next segment, I actually want to do is, like, probably do a little shout-out. So, if you need something that probably, you know, helps you out with, probably with, you know, help you out before we work out, you need something to, like, need to give you extra energy, especially... Especially if you're, if a day's like cloudy, it's dreary, you don't want to do shit. Get you a bra, uh, get you something like pre-workout. Me, I've actually been using this quick workout, pre-workout. Especially, especially from workouts. And that is this here, Final Boss pre-workout. It is probably one of the best pre-workouts I've used. I don't use a pre-workout a lot, though. One thing I've used was this Celicor C4 ripped. But this one is absolutely good. Especially this flavor here, which is Rainbow Supernova flavor. It pretty much tastes like Scour Skittles. It's pretty much a pretty good thing. You get strong, clean energy. You pretty much get like this. So as a, let me read this here for you in case you need any help. It pretty much gives you strong, clean energy. Pretty much increases your focus. One thing it gives you is increased nitric oxide production. Now, if you're wondering what exactly is that, I I had to look this up. It pretty much helps you like increases like the oxygen flow in your body, helps you get for even more oxygen. Pretty much helps you last longer in pretty much workouts. It also helps you out, especially if you're doing like say that special cardio friend. I actually, I found out that actually is one effect. Helps out a little you down there. So, so yeah, pretty much, besides before this, I probably was probably like a, no joke, I probably was like a two bomb jack. So, now I pretty much go longer. So, I have to go probably a couple minutes. So, I just want to throw that out there. So, so yeah, it helps out. Increases muscle endurance. So, it actually does a good amount of stuff. The group that does this, they pretty much help, uh, they pretty much believe in quality, quantity, especially just like, 
this this has been pretty good. Has some caffeine in it, so I don't know if you should probably take this. Yeah, it has like uh, 275 milligrams of caffeine, so let's just say you will probably, if you drink like a lot of coffee, or you're someone who drinks a lot of coffee and espresso, probably don't want to take this. I also got, also, when everything that helps you out, we also help you out some BCAAs, aminos here. So, these are, these aminos are pretty good. Sour Moon Rock flavor. I put one scoop of this in, like I say, Powerade Zero. Shake that bad boy up, and it's great. It's pretty much a zero-calorie energy drink. So, it turns this into a zero-calorie energy drink. I'm probably going to get the decaf aminos. To get, like, there's also, they sell these available in decaf. Well, I'm probably gonna get me some, but yeah, this of course helps you supports your muscle growth and recovery, especially if you do like a hard workout, especially after you go through a hard workout. Take your scoop of this in a power zero, shrink, shake it up, or you're prepping your meals, which I do. I uh, pretty much, and that pretty much helps you out a lot. So, so yeah, check them out. Final boss, finalbossperformance.com. You pretty much get a bunch of stuff like there's various flavors of aminos. I got me sour moon rock, I think. And then pre-workout, this isn't like the only flavor. This is like their more recent one, and it's actually really good. Um, they have like some stuff. They got very much pre-workout aminos. They got greens. They just came out with a protein powder, which tastes like cinnamon toast crunch, which I'm probably gonna get some. But they've actually sold out like really quickly so i don't know what's in that thing in that pre in that protein powder probably just cocaine in there i don't know but if that helps me get some gains you know i'm gonna take it so especially i'm gonna be stocking up because and i'm pretty much about to come up on like the 90 day you know my 90 day uh limit because i'm almost yeah in like seven Eight days, I'm pretty much will be. I can start the countdown to my 24th birthday in my Kobe year. And one of the things I want to do before I hit my Kobe year, I want to go into this one like a little shredded and at least have a baseline because I know this when I go get to my Kobe year, I'm going in with that mama mentality in the gym and doing like a lot of projects and probably in a lot of things. So like so, get you some of this stuff. Final Boss Performance. You can go to finalbossperformance.com to find this bad boy. Find these bad boys. You can also go to Amazon.com. It's available on Amazon. So if you got that Amazon Prime, pretty good shipping. I'm not sponsored by them. I'm just giving you guys some free game. It helped me out. It can help you guys out if you need some electric boost in your workouts. And heck, if you use this free workout gun mount, maybe it'll help you out with your little fellow down there he'll pre probably appreciate it anyways finalbossperformance.com shout out to them all right let's get back to the program okay so let's get started on the next segment which is probably the Kanye west presidential rally and wow this is a this was something and the thing that, so one of the big things that he said in this whole dire situation is 
number one, the Harry Diamond Vein. I'm just like, okay. I can understand, I can see what the message he was trying to say, like, yes, Harry Diamond never, like, yes, did free slaves and actual slavery, but we weren't free. Like, we still were, like, once we got north, we still were, like, treated like second-class citizens. We hardly ever got a chance to get a job. Hardly ever got a paycheck. And some of the jobs we got were, like, very poor. We couldn't, like, provide, like, enough to actually live in an actual house and all this stuff. So, if he said like that, like, a, like a, one of those woke activists, then, yes, that makes perfect sense. I can totally get with it. 100%. But, the way he just said it ended up going completely wrong. And, like you can tell, the people who actually attended the rally was just... Oh, God. Why did I decide to come here? And why did I choose to support this guy? And, to me, it's clearly obvious that this is some just be trying to be president and it just did not go well and to me it's uh I just can't I just can't honestly like support it it's just the stuff with, like the abortion stuff was just weird and I'm like and like I'm it's, it's clearly obvious something is you can tell there's like some mental illness going on with Kanye. It's just you can tell that he is going through some shit, and no one's like really like being like wants to step up and tell him like Kanye, listen, we understand you. We we can tell you're bipolar. We can understand your shit, but you are clearly. One self-deluded son of a bitch, okay? You are pretty much not going to be... There's no chance of you becoming president. You are clearly... You are clearly foretold by Trump. Or someone is cat in a circle. Tell him, hey man, yeah, you can definitely do it. Yeah, you are could pretty much run. You can definitely run for president. No one's telling him... Anything else otherwise, and it's just a point where just like, what in the hell is going on? Like, like what the hell is going on here? So I don't know. This is just—it's crazy to me. I think he is clearly lost his mind, and. It's clearly obvious like the Kardashians are somewhat using him or manipulating him and somewhat aren't doing anything because in their minds, they're looking at this like, ooh, looks like we got something for the new season. Yay! Like, no. No, if you're... At this point, it's not something that should be manipulated or used for content. Like, this is, this is a man who's literally somewhat in a way, broken somewhat. I think it is clearly obvious that he needs help. Or this is all just 
crazy, insane antics because he's going to be releasing a new album, I believe, on Friday. And this is all, like, probably something that's promoting the album. It's just his way of doing it. And I think it's just... It's just too much. And I'm... Honestly, I hope, like, Kanye or someone finally somehow gets into Kanye. Like, Kanye, listen. You are clearly not going to be president or anything like this. You are clearly being, like, going through one of your episodes. This is not something that you should take lightly here. This is something that you need to really reflect on and really think. Because here's the thing, like, Kanye surrounds himself with, like, a lot of yes-men, and that's the thing that's scary, that no one wants to tell him anything. And I think there's also a thing that someone said, I was watching the Flagrant 2 podcast yesterday, and it's a great podcast if you want to laugh your ass off. One thing that uh, Andrew Saltz and uh, Akash Singh said was, this is clearly a a pretty much a a way of like the Kardashians playing off like Kanye's mental illness to gain some kind of advantage because because if you don't know this like Britney Spears like nowadays pretty much has like no control over her life anymore. She has, like, the control of, like, I think her father and, like, someone else. So, it's, she's, like, now, like, in a way, a grown woman, but is pretty much controlled, like, a 14-year-old. And it's clearly obvious that she, she knows she's broken, and she knows... She's, like, cognizant of it. It's just... She can't, like... Like, find a way out of it. Because, legally, she doesn't have any rights to... Get out of the situation she's in. And I think that is what's going to happen with Kanye. Involving, like, the Kardashian stuff. And Kim. They're going to find a way to... Get somehow hold of his money because he is actually a billionaire he just became a billionaire force officially put him on the billionaires list he's like three four billion dollars or something mainly because of like the easies the albums and all the stuff he's done so yeah it's um i think that is what's the case here and that's like that's what's scary about it and i'm also hoping like kanye uh Someone at least gets Kanye's attention and tell him, dude, you're not going to run for president. It's not going to happen. You need to get this out of your head or something. Like, no one wants to hard, you know, hard stance. Like, tell Kanye, like, dude, what you're doing is kind of some crazy self loot stuff. And to me, the thing about, like, some of the stuff like Washington East pretty much pretty much trying to split the votes. It's pretty much obvious that this is like, if he really is running for president, it's clearly he's going to try to split the votes between him, Biden, same 
do pretty much a little Ross Perot type of situation. And it's not going to work. And it's clearly obvious that's what's going to happen. And there's a possibility Trump becomes gets reelected or something. But there's a possibility Trump doesn't. And I can... I could go into that, but I think someone who more clearly went into this a lot more was the was the Flaming Tree podcast. Go fall, go uh, watch that one. It was their recent episode, like last yesterday. No, yesterday. Watch it. It's some of them go into like a good deep dive into it, and some pretty much talk about it really much better than I would. But and I think there's a lot of subjects about it. And that was probably some from ESPN. So, unless we got some big news there, let me see. Let me set you off. I don't want you stacked up. Um, there's someone named Woody Johnson is being investigated. I think this has something to do with golf, I believe. Oh, the owner of the New York Jets. So, so breaking news here. It appears that New York Jets owner Woody Johnson is was under investigation by a State Department watchdog following allegations that he made racist and sexist state comments while serving as an ambassador. To the United Kingdom and sought to have the U.S. Open, have the Open Championship, played at a golf resort that was owned by former President Donald Trump, by current President Donald Trump. So, and this is according to a CNN report that happened earlier today. So, it says here, Monty's allegations are that Johnson made racist comments about black men and questioned the purpose of Black History Month. He allegedly argued that black fathers don't remain with families, calling it the real challenge. Well, that's a big one. Says here, CNN reported that Johnson would comment on women's appearances at the embassy at public events and said he preferred working with women because they were cheaper and worked harder. See, Johnson reported he would hold governments at a men's only club, shutting out female diplomats from di- shutting out female diplomats from being able to attend before being told by another diplomat to stop the practice. Says here, New York Times first reported Tuesday that Johnson told colleagues in February 2018 that Trump asked him to try to secure an open championship, the Open Championship, at the Trump Turnberry Resort in Scotland. Newspaper reported that Johnson raised the issue with the Secretary of State for Scotland, but no albums have been scheduled at the President's Resort. Probably yet, because let's be honest, someone gonna bribe, someone probably going to bribe, someone in Trump's cabinet or someone's going to bribe somebody to pull that off. So let's be honest. Says here, a source familiar with the inquiry told CNN that investigators focus on Jefferson's efforts to use the position to influence business matters for Trump. Trump. Johnson was confirmed as an ambassador in August 2017. His term is set to end later this year. So he actually is currently in off. He is actually an ambassador. 
he still is an ambassador, so this is something else. Still, he's still there till later this year. So, let's see. When he was asked by CNN about these allegations, Johnson didn't deny them. He said it was an honor of a lifetime to serve as an ambassador. Okay, so I'm probably sure you don't want to support. So he was honored to be. So according to a State Department spokesman, he they told CNN that they stand by Ambassador Johnson and look forward to con, to him continuing to ensure our special relationship with the UK is strong. Basically, in other words, there is probably somehow he was probably doing some of it like this with Trump for Trump. So, so Trump doesn't do it. So, I'm just trolling here. But, okay. See, NFL is actually aware of the CNN report and referred questions to the State Department, according to a leaked spokesman. ESPN has also requested comment from the Jets. I guess they're probably going to get this at some point. On. Jamal Adams, who who has been seeking a trade due to frustration with his contract negotiations, actually responded to the CNN report on Twitter saying, We need the right people at the top. Ron is Ron. If you don't think this is Ron, you are part of a problem, not the solution. Willie Johnson purchased his team in 2000 for $635 million. He has not played an active role with the Jets since taking the ambassadorship. His younger brother, Christopher Johnson, who is a minority owner, has assumed, assumed the role of chairman and CEO of the Jets and has been handling the day-to-day -day operations of the team. And the pers the contributor of this report is Rich Simini. Simini. Okay, so that's a mouthful. So, so we've actually, so that's actually clearly obvious that my thoughts about this Woody Johnson ain't now. I have no idea what to think about this. This is clearly obvious that this man pretty much... I mean, this is actually somehow an investigation I never heard of. I didn't know this was an investigation that was happening. I didn't know he was an ambassador. So, that makes a lot more sense why the Jets have still been shit. So, we can understand. So, now I can understand why probably Jamal Adams wants to be traded. I'm hoping... It is Baltimore, please, Baltimore. I don't know who it but let's be honest, Jets are probably going to try to send them to, like, the Cowboys or the Seahawks or something. But, anyways, moving on. But I think this is actually interesting if he did do something about this. Um, do I think anything's going to happen to him? No. This is pretty much the still is what... Is what people who are, have money pretty much do. And this is pretty much a thing of him having like this power. And what he do with that power is pretty much he probably used it just to either A. Get some extra money on top of this. And or try to get pussy. So that's what I think. So if it's the case do I think he's going to be I don't know banned for life for, for stuff he says. I don't know. We I don't know if he's going to get the Donald Sterling treatment. I don't know. But we're going to go ahead and continue on. So, we're going to continue on. Speaking of uh, bad football owners, bad football owners, let's talk about Dan Snyder. So, if you don't know, the Washington franchise 
owner has had some interestingly bad allegations of sexual assault and harassment by reporters and staffers and various staffers in his organization from scouts to members of his inner circle. So, yes, this is a big one. Do I think Snyder, did Snyder knew about this? And did he play a role in like covering it up? Who knows? This is they're all right now. This is all alleged. I don't know. We are not gonna immediately say this is truth, immediate truth. But I still would say this: if it did happen to any of the reporters the, that have stepped forward already and are planning on stepping forward in the future, I support you guys all the way there. It is something that needs to be fixed, and it's uh, but it is the sign of like an organization's culture that has been quite bad since Snyder has taken over, especially in terms of like the players they have picked up in like free agency. Some of them are well known for their sex abuse, for domestic abuse, and like sexual assault cases, and like from uh, pretty much Ruben Foster, he uh. He was released by the 49ers because of allegations of domestic domestic abuse. And the Redskins signed him on like weeks later in the offseason. Uh, and pretty much pretty much like play said like, oh what if well what he did is actually nothing wrong really, nothing really wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong like using your pimp hand to, you know, discipline a woman. And Somehow, I think that coach got reprimanded. I think he got suspended or fired. I don't. I'm not sure. And Ruben Foster, I think that season he ended up having like a torn ACL before the season started, so didn't get a chance to play. Um. But um, yes. Do I think uh? So do I know who is going? Whose team name is going to change at all? I'm not sure what uh, the teammate is going to be in the future. They just hired someone named Terry Bateman, I believe, to be their VP uh, for marketing. You know, try to at least market this, uh, the new logo and the new uh, trademark and all that stuff. You know, try to at least make this work. Here's one of the things about this, about the franchise, is right now I think they're going to, I think they're not going to have a name or a logo. They're not gonna have a name or a logo. It's just gonna be Washington. They're gonna. They're just pretty much gonna have the. Just. A, they're just gonna be the franchise with just colors. It is uh, colors and numbers. That's uh gonna be a basic thing. And because uh, one of the things that's gonna be difficult is they're gonna be working with somebody with uh they're gonna be working with a certain somebody who has like. 44, 50 names trademarked already, like in the midnight, in the before Snyder, before Snyder became the owner, and it is, and he's somehow willing to give somehow the trademark to someone for like do the trademark thing for a dollar, which I'm like, I'm like, really, man. Like you're gonna just you just you just want a dollar for a trademark, you you 
I like. I'm sorry if I'm like the if I am like say the that guy. I'm please ask for like a million, maybe two million. If I have a trademark, like let's say there's like Louisville decides, you know what? We're gonna switch the name of the Louisville Cardinals to something else. Like let's let's say like let's say they were gonna go like the Louisville like Saints or something. Let's just say I decided to buy the Louisville Saints trademark first and then so if they actually want that team name then like the university has to give me some money for that trademark I'm probably asking for like a billion and like a lifetime season tickets or box lifetime box seats or something that would be me that's I I know I would be the asshole in this situation that's me being an asshole I'm going with that answer but uh Okay, but every but if not, then I'm like, but to me that's me. I would that's how I would be in that situation. But um, yeah, I mean it's uh, I don't know what to think about this. This uh, Washington thing is now the thing about the Washington Dan Snyder. Uh, do I think he's gonna get the Donald Starling treatment? I personally don't think so. He. But he has done some things, and I think he needs to, uh, yeah, I think one of the things Mark Human said was pretty much just accept your mistakes, and I think that's what Dan Snyder probably did in a letter to, like, every member of the organization, players, coaches, scouts, like, everyone in his board of directors, like, everyone told them, like, look, we have clearly, the culture, like Bruce Allen said, like, the culture was really good. True fits it's not. We have done horrendously bad things. We gotta fix this fix it. We gotta you know, change this culture around and be the franchise that was once respected. Because the Washington Redskins well, sorry. But the Washington foot franchise was well known was well respected during the seventies and the eighties. And they um and they were like well known. They've had like they've won Super Bowls. They've competed four Super Bowls. They've been in playoff contention for a while. It's after the last Super Bowl, and I believe nineteen ninety two. I believe. Um, yeah, I think ninety two. Let me s- hold on. Washington. This is no longer the name. So, because this is going to be still the same thing. The last. Yeah, their last championship was in 1992. Ever since then, they've never, like, found a way to, like, bounce back. They've had some moments, like, they've come in for playoffs. But the last time they completed in the playoffs was when RG3 was their quarterback. And that was before they completely ruined him. So, um, yeah, it's a big thing. I think this is a culture that needs to get fixed. And they need to. And I think it's going to start with Snyder. You know, pretty much, you know, like, Snyder 
and here's the thing, like, it's hard, much as Snyder's done bad, he has, like, you know, maybe this is, like, that moment he actually realizes, I, have I really been, am I really, am I really, like, this, this merch, this, like, franchise, have I, like, the culture of this, is this something I've done, and I say, yes, it is, like, Dan, and I think you gotta, this is something that you want fixed up because you're in a division where you're competing against consistently against like the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants who are probably well respected franchises have huge fan bases. Understand like the past few years you were like the fan base has now dissipated. Like there is hardly anyone that's going to these games. Like if you look at like the last week of the twenty eighteen season, the Redskins played the Eagles and Eagles fighting for a playoff spot. You're it's in your home turf. You could shut the door for the Eagles. And what happened is the stadium was a barely for, third full, and they are playing in like a seventy, I say 70,000 seat stadium, and it was barely third full, and a majority of them became Eagles fans. On Monday Night Football, like a large amount of your fans were Bears fans. A lot of the fans disappeared because they were tired of pretty much dealing with the leadership and like the bad teams that have came through the bad free agency signings. Big free agency signings not becoming big as you claimed them you wanted them to be and like all these other things. And it just you actually need to like this is something that needs to be fi- need to be fixed. Cause now it's like now any for Washington fans now probably being Ravens fans. Let's be honest. So like now, I mean, and it's the thing. Like now, Washington's starting to have like a culture of winning. They're finally, kind of with finding someone else to win a culture now. Other teams that have franchises that are in your area have now won championships in their own leagues now like like for example the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup in 2017 the Nationals winning the World Series just last year and I'll probably get into baseball a bit later but um yeah it's right now a lot of people in DC don't care about football as much anymore as it used to be about your for franchise now now this is your way of fixing everything that you have done like the past 25 years this is your chance to fix the wrongs you've made and pretty much try to bring back a franchise that has been pretty much thrown away thrown to the wayside for a while now and this is something that can be done and I uh Let's see how this goes. Hopefully, if hopefully the people who have done it are removed, and and the people who you bring in to replace them are people who are doing the right, who will do the right thing and help bring the franchise back to the respect it once had. So that's my opinion there on it. And then you can actually. In, you've had like great rivalries with the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and heck, you can pretty much restart a good, like you know, 
in-state rivalry with the Ravens. So it's uh, and that's a and be more respectable. So having seen much every preseason game and any time we play every four years, be a total ass whipping. So yeah, so Washington, yeah, that's what you gotta do. Hopefully you guys can fix it. And um, yeah, that's um, that's all I gotta say about that. All right, we're gonna go ahead take a quick break, guys. We're probably gonna talk a little bit more about. We're probably talk some baseball, and we're probably gonna talk about probably this NBA stuff in the bubble. Like, is football, is basketball going to come back, and how many games do I think will happen before the core coronavirus shuts everything down again? Which looks like it's going to happen soon. Anyways, I'll let you guys. We'll be covering that in a minute. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back live. So, we are going to be talking about baseball now. Now, I'm not much of a baseball fan much. I watch some games if I'm feeling like watching it. Um, other than that, I'm not much. I don't follow much until the postseason. But luckily enough, I don't have to worry about watching this but this season sounds probably interesting because there's a lot of stuff about this. I kind of like to see how the shortened season works. Especially the fact that what's going on. So, if you don't know what's going on, the MLB season is about to begin tomorrow night. This is, it usually is a lawed 182 game season, which by this point we would pretty much, if everything ran normally, where are you? past the all-star break and we're starting to get into that home stretch that part of the season where the playoff spots are trying to be scrambled up and uh going into this one instead we are going into a 60 game full scale sprint instead of a game where we're going where people are going to the stadiums large groups are going to the stadiums like 10 20,000 seat stadiums people buying like some beers some peanuts and some Cracker Jacks, you know. Instead, it's going to be just no crowds whatsoever. In some cases, some cardboard dummies. Probably some stuffed animals. Maybe some maybe some some players that are just chilling. Are going to be watching the game. Who knows? Who knows how this is going to work. But yeah, it is now. This season is pretty much very, very interesting. Because the main thing about this is... Baseball might not come back because there is some interesting stuff that's coming back. It's, but in this game, baseball is going to be totally different. They're pretty much switching this up. So while this is going to work tomorrow, 7 p.m., the Washington Nationals begin their championship defense. Pretty much try to defend their World Series championship against the New York Yankees and 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Dr. Anthony Fauci is actually throwing out the first pitch. He is throwing out the first pitch for that game. So, start the season. So, yeah. Then, we got, and then the same night, three hours later, we're going to have Clayton Kershaw take on Johnny Cueto as the Dodgers, who are pretty much the favorite to actually win this thing. They better. Against their hated rivals, the San Francisco Giants. Tomorrow, 
all the other 26 teams are going to be playing their games, start their first game for the 60-game season. So how is this going to work in this shortened season? Well, they pretty much did was mostly like they decided to use strict guidelines with the baseball for baseball. There's been some people who actually are working on like, and like some people is working on like they've had to like work with free week train. They did free week training camps. They've had a bunch of bunch of exhibition games, just shorten like small exhibition games in like their stadiums. Some some of the teams like playing some of their like in state in uh, team rivals pretty much playing against each other like Cubs and White Sox pretty much play against each other like a couple times back and forth just sometimes traveling between ballparks which is probably like I'm probably sure it's like all the way across each city so short like drive or walk I'm not sure I've never experienced Chicago before so uh, yeah so yeah that's a uh, so that's what's happening Luckily enough, there has been the COVID-19 positives have went down during this whole entire process. Are people actually following the protocols? It seems like they are seemingly. I think baseball, I think with baseball, they're not going to worry about it as much. And I think they are going to uh, try to grow comfortable and try at least keep this uh right it's testing going right it looks like so far they are they have only had like two six peep tests out of 2000 which is pretty good is this coming from last week this is like according to the league they've been testing like their team one employees pretty much every single day it looks like it looks like they are doing this via saliva samples. They are taken mid-afternoon and they are shipped to the league's Utah-based lab that same day. And then the next day they get the results in by 11 p.m. So that's actually pretty good timing. It's short timing. So it's actually pretty interesting. Nice to know what has, how this works. So Italy, it says here it leaves a non to do to yeah, so it says here it leaves a not insignificant win a not insignificant window for someone who has used tested positive to spread that virus inside the clubhouse. Because it let's say this, you get tested yesterday, which is Tuesday, and if he actually carries the virus, he's gonna spend all day around Tuesday and Wednesday around his teammates before his result is run. And somehow to them, that is the best thing because confirming positives can take longer. Which it says an issue is that actually forced the NBA to contract with a second lab at Rutgers University to process some of the 10,000 plus tests it actually runs each week. So, so yeah, it looks like it is starting to work. It looks like the, it looks like a lot of things are going on. It involves like a lot of swabs and stuff and like a bunch of things. So it looks like they're doing well on the testing. So it sounds like it's okay for now. Um, they're actually working on doing this stuff like point of care machine. Looks like they've got something up with set up with like temperature checks, 
temperature gun, or the temperature gun, like the infrared like gun that you use. Uh, like you've seen that probably at your gym, maybe at your restaurant, if you work at a restaurant, in like some of the other things. So they've been using that. And of course, if it's registers higher than 800.4, they actually use something that is a point of care machine that teams are getting the results in within 15 minutes. And if their result is positive, start testing those that have been in contact with a person. So they started doing contact tracing. And they actually started working around like some of the lower tier employees and stuff. So it is actually interesting. Our pair's biggest experience as they starting to travel says there's going to be the cases of like involving the plane rides, the hotel stays, and the bus trips. That is going to be the big thing there. Those are, I believe, this is going to be the big thing. Let's see the biggest. So according to one analyst, I'm reading this through ESPN's like preview here. It looks like the biggest threat to the season would probably be here. Certainly, a skewing protocol brings its own perils, and it sounds like it looks like. Let's see here. It says here, where the player travels from New York to Atlanta, New York travels to Atlanta, where his family lives. Is he really going to secure himself in the hotel, just for takeout? Not see his mom and dad for months of lockdown, quarantine, limiting and limit them to face call time and stuff. Actual FaceTime. It is possible because the risk of travel is really in much of these sort or no sorts of situations as it is in players getting a little tinder happy. That is actually one of the things I agree with there. You, if you're a player, any athlete, honestly, I do not believe that for like two, three months. That's why I think this able probably will not work as good. Because I think the whoever is going to win this, whoever wins either the World Series, the Stanley Cup, and the NBA Finals, whatever team wins this, it you have to have like a great amount of willpower, like willpower and discipline, because. Let's be honest, if you're spending like two, three, four months in, say, a, in like this one hotel room, you can only order takeout or someone has to cook food for you, and you're pretty much, it's going to be a point like you're going to get bored, or B, you haven't had any action in a while, you really need to like... You know what? Just be beaten off, beaten off. Sometimes you gotta need to feel the actual real deal. So I can understand like these players, but it's going to be like a thing where you, if you can discipline yourself enough, that's why I think that's why I think pretty much Har Westbrook and Harding didn't fly with the Rockets because I'm probably sure what they they need is and one more time at a strip at a strip club there real quick before going on there. Some of them are probably can handle it. To me, it is a question as gonna be the car part there is who is going to commit and keep themselves disciplined from not going insane from that. And that's a bit I feel I can agree there. I'm like 
That's what I'm saying. After pretty much spending three or four months in pretty much this same exact room that this uh, podcast was in, I'm saying, there's one you kind of start going a little crazy. And I'm saying, you pretty much kind of got to find a way of, you know, getting your rocks off besides using using your hand here. So, just, uh, so I'm thinking, like, a lot of cases, it's going to be tough. So, yeah, so I think this is going to be the, that's the kick thing there. The big thing is, of course, another big thing that was talked about was the Toronto Blue Jays pretty much saying no, federal government, Canadian government, federal government told them, no, you are not playing in Canada at all. So, what does it look like is going to happen? It looks like right now, according to multiple resources right now, it looks like it is the Blue Jays for the year is more than likely playing at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Their schedule actually works somehow the right way. And and because the six-game schedule is between your division opponents and your interleague regional opponents, so... The Blue Jays have to play in an Eastern time zone. And luckily enough, according to their tour to Pirates and Blue Jays schedules, they actually both are accurate. Are both accurate. So luckily enough, they can do this thing, work this thing out perfectly. Now, they are September. The only thing is when in the scheduled series they have is... They actually have a couple things that work don't that works kind of interesting differently, but it looks like it can work. It looks like now is it possible that players can just opt out? It looks like so far 14 players have opted out of the season. Doesn't umpires have opted out as well? So I think it's uh, gonna be interesting. So it is. I mean, I think it's a quick thing. I guess one of the things about it is the stuff that's going up with it's going to be a big thing. Is pretty much people are have a hard time. Is T is the baseball game going to be different on TV? Not really. If the fan stuff is going to be different. They're going to try to replicate the noise stuff. Some of that stuff is like from MLB The Show. Uh, the baseball game on PlayStation. Um, what I think the games are going to be going to be. It's different because how... Now, if you want to how this game is going to be different. There is a universal designated hitter. Which is the first time the N National League has had it. If you play in the American League, they had this National... They uh, designated hitter since, like, I believe in the 80s, I believe. And it's never been in the National League AR traditional, like, pitchers got a hit. Now, it's universal for the season. In extra innings, there will be a runner that starts on second base in the beginning. They're doing a free better minimum for relief pitchers and other procedural rules in the short season. So, it makes every game better. So, 
So airs a lot of risks. So now it's like according to every in this season game season, every game is equivalent to two point three seven games during a regular year. So if you win if you win three straight games, as equivalent to winning eight game you going on an eight game uh, streak. If you lose seven, it feels like you lost just nineteen. So it's like basically you gotta like make sure you gotta make sure, especially, especially there's gonna be a thing where pretty much they gotta like work on, they gotta work on pretty much taking like more risk, especially manager maybe more inclined to do the yank like a starting starter, especially early in the seasons. So there's actually a case there, and it looks like it's gonna be a case of like a high game. There's more possibility of like a high quality multi inning reliever. I don't know what a lot of this means, but it looks like there's a lot of stuff that's going on. It's going to be interesting. So, there is actually a thing now with during training camp, Tampa Bay tests out this weird alignment that with. For the regular, this is a defensive lineman with a regular pitcher and catcher. Five players on the infield. Basically like a first baseman, second baseman, third baseman. And I guess in this case, two shortstops. So I'm guessing in this case, one in between second and third. And probably one between first and second. And then two regular outfielders. One saying like on left center and one saying on right center. Which is quite possibly interesting alignment. So So it's interesting to see how this works, so I'm Surprise! I don't know how this works. According to this, it looks like they have like it's going to be working. This infield heavy placement is going to work for a, a pitcher who is a sinker baller, who's someone who gets a, who does a lot of ground ball pitchers. So I think this is going to be a, an alignment that will work perfectly for him because it'll help because he is someone who pretty much tries to make you hit more ground balls and more or less like fall. More like pop flies, assuming. I'm assuming. So this could help, I guess, that out. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. So it's going to be interesting to see how this works. Here's this. I don't know how this is going to go. I think it's going to be interesting. I think teams are going to be quite hesitant on trying to trade players on the August 31st trade deadline, according to this. And it looks like, because it looks like if outbreaks in if there's more outbreaks in September, which I which they believe could happen, and there's a possibility that it forces public health officials like, okay, we gotta shut everything down again. Then any players that's gonna be traded on that August thirty first trade deadline aren't gonna be able to play. Like you may, yeah, you got the trade, but. Did you get anything out of it? Sadly, no. So, it looks like lineups are going to change the same way. I believe it's still going to be that same way. Now, people are going to say, like, 
well, does that mean, like, someone is this, like, are people going to still win, like, this, are people still, uh, whoever wins the World Series is going to get that asterisk? To me, I believe that if you're a team, if you are, uh, whoever wins it deserves it regardless because some of them decided to take the chance to play this sport and knew the risks of this virus and still went out to play it. They deserve all respect. They deserve the chance to win this thing. I think it's going to be a big thing. So one of the first things that's happening is uh, they said there are a lot of players going to kneel. That's a big question. Is and I don't know. I think it looks like it could happen because this area players are expected to spirit several social justice initiatives, and it's a possibility that there has been they're probably planning on doing these to kneel. It looks like members of a members of a San Francisco sorry members of the San Francisco Giants and the Cincinnati Reds actually did so during exhibition games. So. It looks like there is a possibility that it has happened. Because baseball is quite slow in terms of like social just addressing social justice issues. Clearing its own stuff. So, is it is it going to happen? It looks like it's probably not. Do I think it's... Uh, do I think anyone's going to win? Now, who? what's going to happen? In a, now, people win rewards. According to, like... This, uh, the person that did this, uh, so, it looks like according to this, it looks like it's going to be, like the predictions here, it looks like it's going to be Mookie Betts for the Dodgers winning NL MVP. Sounds like that's going to happen, like, and Mookie Betts is an amazing player, remember seeing them play in the Red Sox, he looked pretty good, um. Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals winning the NL Cy Young Award for Rookie of Year in the NL. Carter Keboom for the Washington Nationals. So, um, okay. For any AL, it's going to be Alex Bregman for the Astros. But it looks like people want to say it is going to be it was going to be Mike Trout being the right one, but it looks like someone he's going to opt out because his wife is about to deliver his first child. Well, congratulations, Mike Trout. So he's putting using some of that money to good use. Probably that big extension pretty much was a good celebration. So we're getting that for a Cyan Award. Neil is going to be Kerry Cole for the Yankees. I think he he's gonna win it. He is probably the best pitcher in baseball, especially the performance he had against uh, Rays in the in the division round. It was he's had great games, so I think he's gonna he's gonna win that one hands down. And rookie of year for the AL is Luis Robert for White Cleveland for the Chicago White Sox. Ugh, I don't know why I said about to say Cleveland. Okay, so. Who do I think is going to win the end? Now, who they say is going to win the World Series? According to this, it sounds like it is the Dodgers. 
I don't know. It looks like they can, because according to what it's saying in here, the Dodgers are going to win it, especially in a season where death could determine a team, determine who wins, who can win this thing out, is death, and that's something you definitely need. It looks like the Dodgers are probably much the team here. Plus, they got a good amount of high-level talent from Mookie Betts they got from the Red Sox. And reigning in LMVP, Cody Bellinger. Uh, they got pretty much a good bullpen, bullpen with pretty much Clayton Kershaw and Walker Buehler. And do I think this is, this is the year they got it? I honestly think they could. I think they got it. They're pretty much going to win the NL. Who I think is going to be their challengers to... For them, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I mean, it's still a shame we're not going to see what will happen with, with sadly, the um, Mr. Uh, we won't see what will happen with the uh, Astros, how they're going to be handled, uh, especially the crowds with no crowds. Because if this was going on, the Astros would probably get fucking booed out of every stadium. And probably every single pitch that they have gotten thrown at them. Probably again, probably getting hit really in the gut. Very much getting hit hard. So, I think it's still going to happen. They, there has been, uh, I think, uh, one pitcher for the Royals uh, hit a... Alex Bregman and uh, Jose Altuve in back to back. So, uh, and like nothing happened. I'm an umpire just saw it happen and he was just like, I'm not gonna throw him out. I'm not gonna give him warnings. Like, hey, y'all gonna do you, you're always gonna do this anyway, so I'm not gonna say nothing about this. <laughs> He's like, oh, besides, this is an exhibition anyway, so get it all out of your, try to get as much out of your system by. I think during the regular season, they're going to probably throw some beamers at them. But since they don't have to worry about much of a crowd, that's going to be the case there. Um, okay, moving on. So, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, do I think is baseball's going to be good? I hope so. I think it's uh, interesting to see. Any teams I'm interested in watching, I think the one team I'm interested in watching for this season in particular is probably the Reds because it looks like I got a core, like a good hitting core, especially with uh, Mike Mistakis coming in from the Royals and they brought a young man by the name of Shogo Akiyama who's from Japan uh, coming in to uh, the league and um, yeah, I think it's going to be a that's going to be a good core. A sound, Reds look stacked. Uh, they got some hitters. I mean, I watched the Bats game where he had a uh, player by the name of uh, Brian O'Grady, I believe his name. Uh, and actually, it, dude is a probably one never good cleanup hitter. Good cleanup hitter. Because uh, I actually... And also, uh, our studies, Aquino, also a good, play, a good hitter as well. And he had a good... Uh, and he had a good running, I think, in the final month of the season. So, the Verrett's got some good, some uh, good player, good hitters. Um, pitching was, they might lack a bit, but I think in this case of like, 
in the case of like how this season is gonna go, I think they could have a chance. You know, it bomb. They're gonna be hitting some try to hit some dinners, but uh, yeah, it's like that's gonna be. Do I think they're the best challenger for for you know? Uh, who knows? I think we're gonna see. I think who knows? I'm excited. I'm kind of interested in seeing how this is gonna go, and um, yeah. I think we're going to be in for a interesting season, baseball season, and uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. So, okay, we're going to go ahead, take a quick break. We'll get into the NBA bubble in just a minute. So, we're going to take a quick break, folks. I got a P.I. need to use Russian. And I'm going to go ahead and finish this coffee here, actually, because this is actually start, probably got cold. Okay, there we go. Alright, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll get into the NBA bubble right after this. Don't go anywhere, folks. Okay. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. With, uh, we're never talking about the J-Money Talks podcast. So, we're going to move on. I think we're going to talk about the NBA bubble. Matter of fact, today in... The next 40 minutes, basketball is coming back in. Well, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I want to get into this breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Mookie Betts and the Dodgers are finalizing a deal, a free $180 million deal. It is expected, including this year, the new deal is expected to keep Mookie Betts in this Dodger uniform for the next 30 years. Woo! So until 2033, Dodger fans, you are going to be experiencing Mookie Betts for a long time. So, yep. That's not bad. That's a good chunk of money. That is a good chunk of money. Anyways. Yeah, I probably was a year drums there for doing that. Woo. Right there. So, so today we're gonna get we get NBA scrimmages. We are getting the scrimmages. First couple games in the season, we are in. We got some scrimmages going to happen. Some scrimmages about to happen today, I believe. I believe first uh, there are free scrimmages. I think three or four scrimmages. I think. Uh, I think there's one at free. One free and free free, and then two more on um, and another one at seven and seven o'clock, seven thirty. So let me see where was that? Cause I actually had it in here. So give me a second to find those scrimmages. Okay, now I do know. Cause I mentioned something about scrimmages, so I because there's like I think five, six, like scrimmages. Cause the season is doesn't start until the thirtieth, so we are more than a week away. 
But I think today they're going to be starting to do scrimmages. I think they're on ESPN. So, so uh, ever that, I am excited because I have not. So I would love to see baseball, and I am interested for baseball. I mean basketball. Ugh. I'm sorry. I kind of got the that Mookie Betts deal came in all of nowhere, all nowhere for me. So we have pretty much. We're going into the case with basketball. Right now, we have 22 teams in this one. In the East, there are nine teams. <laughs> Excuse me. You got the Celtics, the Nets, the Pacers, the Heat, the Bucks, the Magic, the Sixers, the Raptors, and the Wizards. Right now, Boston is number three. Is coming in number three. They take on in the seven games, in the seven game stretch. The Bucks, the Portland Trail Blazers, the Miami Heat, the Brooklyn Nets, the Toronto Raptors, Raptors, the Magic, the Wash, the Net, the Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies, and finally end the season against the Wizards. Wizards, the way it's most likely can end, this uh, they could end is being either a free or four seed. So this is where it's good. So next, we got the Brooklyn Nets. They are the seventh seed right now. They are going up against the Magic. Start the season off with the, against the Magic, then the Wizards, then the Wizards. They end up playing against the Bucks. They end up playing. They play against the Celtics. Celtics. They play against the Sacramento Kings, the LA Clippers. A rematch with the Magic, and then for the last game is against the Portland Trail Blazers. Against Portland Trail Blazers, they still have they control their own destiny in the, as a seventh seed. Still have control of their own destiny. They have a more likely chance of staying as a seventh seed. But there's a chance they could fall into the 8th seed. But it's a very slim chance they can drop out. So, drop out. Next, they, next team, the Dallas Mavericks, are the current 7th seed in the Western Conference. Their streaming schedule is actually in the top 10. They go up against the Houston Rockets, the Phoenix Suns, the Sacramento Kings, the LA Clippers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Utah Jazz, the Portland Trailblazers, and then a rematch with Phoenix to end their season off. And they have a good chance of staying of becoming either their majority. They still can say as a four seven seed. They still look like they can still uh but they can move up to the sixth and the fifth seed. There's a slight chance they can move up to the four seed and or the free seed, which is very, very slim because the current team they got is, because it's current, two free seed in the West. Next team is the free seed currently is the Denver Nuggets. Is the Denver Nuggets. And they are going up against the Miami Heat, the Thunder, okay, Oklahoma City Thunder, San Antonio Spurs, Portland Trailblazers, Jazz, the 
Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers, and then Toronto to close out their season. And they are more likely to stay as the free seed, but they can move up a bit into the two spot if they can. Next, we got, we got the Houston Rockets, number six seed. They are going up against the Mavericks, starting off the season. The Milky Bucks, probably Bucks next. Then the Portland Trailblazers, the Lakers, the Kings, Spurs, the Pacers, Indiana Pacers, and then the Sixers. To close out their season, they have a good chance of staying as the sixth seed. Could stay as the sixth seed, but they can probably have a chance to move up or move down to the seventh seed. So, the Pacers, they are currently, right now, the fifth seed in the East. Um, fifth seed in the East. They are pretty much, they still have a chance of controlling their own destiny here. Pretty much, uh, pretty much are going to stay in this, in this, uh, same, in this, uh, chance to stay in this. There's hardly a chance they could drop down much at all. Uh, pretty much the East is locked. Is already unlocked. Um, they pretty much go against the Sixers, the Wizards, the Magic, the Suns, the Lakers, the Heat, the Rockets, and then compete against the Heat again to close out their seeding games. Okay, next we go into the LA Clippers. They're the current two seed in the West. In the West. They are starting off the season big time. In the first, in the first big game is is pretty much Lakers, Clippers, Battle of LA in Orlando. Starting off the season, that's on TNT. Uh, next, they go to they face off against the New Orleans Pelicans, then the Phoenix Suns, then they play against Dallas, the Mavericks. Then the Trailblazers, then the Brooklyn Nets, then they play against the Denver Nuggets, and then the Thunder close out their seeding. They're more likely to stay as the two seed, two seed, unless they actually can outpace and unless the current, the current one seed, the LA Lakers, are somehow able to like end up losing a couple of games losing a couple of games um but the Lakers current one seed they go against Clippers in that aforementioned game then they go up against the Toronto Raptors then they play against the Thunder then the Rockets go up against the Pacers the Nuggets and then they close against the Sacramento Kings and it looks like that is going to be the case. They that they are clearly going to be the number one seed. So you have a lot. So the, do I think it's going to be interesting to see how this goes? I think it's going to be big um, season. Next, go with the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies are the eighth current eight seed in the West. Their streaming schedule is. Pretty much a is top five. They're the fifth highest highest uh, stream schedule, hardest. And the Lakers are number three. 
there's a number three on there. So it's actually they're high. They got they got to fight for yeah for this one. They kind of have to fight for their playoffs. They got to fight to for their destiny to fight to be in this one because they go up against the Trailblazers, the Spurs, the Pelicans, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Raptors, the Celtics, and then take on the Milwaukee Bucks to close out their season. And that is going to be a big one. That's an interesting way of how they're going to have to handle this. Now, the team that has the hardest, looks like the probably the biggest, best schedule, probably, is the Miami Heat. They are currently the fourth seed in the East. They go up against the Nuggets, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Suns, and the Pacers, the Thunder, and then close out against the Pacers again. So, in a rematch. And that will be the four seed. Now, the current one seed in the East is Milwaukee Bucks with the Celtics. They go up against the Celtics, the Rockets, the Nets, the, the Heat, the Mavericks, the Raptors, the Wizards, and the Grizzlies. And it's pretty much, and they are pretty much the favorites to win all of them. The toughest one would be them against the Celtics. So, but other than that, the playoff scene, they are pretty much guaranteed number one. It's obvious they're going to be the one team. All right, now we go into the teams that are contending in the West, which is the New Orleans Pelicans. They are currently the ten. They're currently in tent number ten. They're three and a half games back. They actually, they pretty much got to go on a good tear this one they're going to go on a probably a good tear on this one they pretty much go up against the Jazz they go up against the Jazz the Clippers the Grizzlies the King the Kings the Wizards Spurs the Kings again and then close out against Orlando but it looks like they are pretty much out they Likely, more likely to be out. The fifth seed is going to be the Thunder. If the Thunder fifth seed going in this one, they are going up against the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Wizards, the Suns, the Heat, and finally the Clippers in that one. In that one, they have a good chance of staying as a six seed, but they can of becoming the six seed, but they can keep their f- fifth seed in this case. So in the West, which I think that mean I think they mean the East because, but I think they mean the East is the Orlando Magic, the currently eight seed. They are pretty much. Right now, more likely to stay, but they could move up one because they got they take on the Nets, the Kings, the Pacers, the Raptors, the Sixers, the Celtics, a rematch against the Nets, and against the Pelicans close out their seat 
scare seeding games. Seeding, seeding games. Next, we go up to now we go to the Sixers. They uh, play against the Pacers. Start off against the Pacers, then go up against the Spurs, then the Wizards, the Magic, the Trailblazers, the Suns, the Raptors, and then the Rockets to close out their season. They're more likely to stay as a fifth seed, but they could drop down to the sixth seed, depending on how well they do in this in this one. Now we go into pretty much next scenario is the Sun, Phoenix Suns, who are currently, as of this moment, number thirteen. Number thirteen in the West. They are six games back. They are going up against the Wizards, the Cavs. I'm sorry, the Mavs. I'm sorry, not the Cavs. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm bringing out scramble there. The Mavericks, the Clippers, the Pacers, the Heat, the Thunder, the Thunder, the Sixers, and the Mavericks again in to close out the season. So, but it is cool. Obviously, it's not going to happen. It's, uh, yeah, the way this is, they're more likely out there. Definitely out. Next, we got the number nine seed in Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers. They're three and a half games back. They are three and a half games back. Right now, the, they are playing up against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. The Celtics. The Rockets. The Nuggets. Clippers, the Sixers, the Mavericks, and the Nets to close it out. And they are, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see how they would do. I say this, you don't want to count out Damian Lillard. That man has ice in his veins. And also, we got the return of Slim Mellow, actually. The return of Slim Mellow, which looks like he, it looks like they're really trying to prime themselves up for this for this playoff run. So, trying to get in that playoff run. So, this is going to be a big thing. So, let's see how this goes. Next, we got the Kings, who are never who are the 11th seed in the West. They're three and a half games back as well. Their season pretty much is their next eight games is Spurs, the Magic. Mavericks, the Pelicans, the Nets, the Rockets, another rematch with the Pelicans, and then the Lakers close out their season. And it sound it looks like a definite a definite out for them. And I think this might be the last Alright, there's three more teams left here. No, there's like four. Okay. We got four more. Next, we go with my my team, the Spurs. My favorite team, the Spurs. They're currently the 12th seed. They're four games back. Uh, who they got in the left is the Kings, the Grizzlies, the Sixers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Pelicans, the Rockets, and finally a rematch against the Jazz. Close out their season. Um, do I think they're going to make it in? Honestly, no. 
this is going to end that streak of uh, playoff berths. And um, I'm like, is it something? Is it a sign that Popovich isn't the coach? Is Kent is done? No, I is. Uh, I think, in my opinion, it's just we kind of have. It's just a different team than was before, and I think this is probably a point we kind of need to re. I think the team probably should rebuild. Just think about rebuilding. So. That's my opinion there on the whole uh, stuff going on with the Spurs. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're going to give it a good go. I don't think they're going to make it, but, hey. But, hey, there's a 5% chance they can make it in. But, looks like the odds are not in their favor. So, who knows? Who knows, who, knows who makes out? But... Anyway, moving in to the next one. The, we got the Toronto, Toronto Raptors, who are now, who are the number two seed in the East. They are pretty much, they pretty much control their own destiny in this one. They pretty much control their own destiny in this one. Um, Toronto and Destiny here, they are pretty much a lock-in for the East. They go up against the Lakers. The They, they start off against the Lakers. I don't think I was right. Because it's on August 1st today. Actually, let me see. Hold on. That can't be right. Where are they? Wait, the Lakers doing a back-to-back with... Uh... Oh, yes, they are. Oh, wait. What is June? Oh, wait. Okay, wait. There's... Wait a minute. Where is that? I just realized there's actually 31 days in July, so I actually work. Okay, so they can't actually have. Okay, they actually do have. Uh, okay, so there's. So there's not back to back. So okay, I was thinking there was, but it uh, turned out I, I read that correct. So, so Lakers start off the season. So Raptors start off with the Lakers, then the then the Heat, then the Magic, then against the the. Celtics, then the Grizzlies, they play the Bucks, they play the Sixers, and ended off with a game against Denver. And this is a tough, this is a good team, good Raptors team. They got the depth. They got the depth. They, they still maintain the same core uh, without uh, without Mr. Uh, Ky- uh, Kawhi Leonard. So, Kawhi Leonard. And then finally, uh, okay, no, not finally. Next, we go finally go with the Utah Jazz, who pretty much are the four seed going into this. They're pretty much more like they're pretty much get chance in, to get in there. They play against the Pelicans, the the Thunder, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the the Nuggets. Nuggets, the Mavericks, and then Spurs close out again. Again, close it out. They are pretty much definitely a four seed. Is there a... I think there's a rift between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I can understand why there would be a rift there. I have not... I... Because I'm... 
Now, at first, it's actually happened before the season, so... I don't know. So, that's going to be interesting. I, I don't know how, but okay. And then, the final team in this in this 20... The last team is the Washington the Washington Wizards, who are for nine seed, the one nine seed in the East, or five. And, they are five and a half games back of the eight seed. Say they go up against the Suns, the Nets, the Pacers, the Sixers, the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Bucks, and the Celtics. And the end the season, it's more likely they're out of this because there's no John Wall anymore no John Wall right now and no Bradley Bill right now so it's clearly obvious this is they're not going to make it in so here's so I think all the teams in the east is locked in the west it's pretty much all the teams are about locked in it's going to be interesting to see but I think the but keep in mind that the but keep in mind, there is a part here is here where if a number nine seed finishes within four games, finishes within four games of the eight seed in either conference, there is a play tournament in which the nine seed would have to beat the eight seed twice, twice to earn the playoff berth. While the AZ just gotta win one out of those two potential playing of those two playing games, and they're in. So, so there's a chance. So here's a chance the Wizards could probably go on a good run. Could go on a run. Wizards could go on a run. The nine seed, the whoever is the nine seed left, the nine seeds are left right now. So we look at this. So if we actually look at this carefully, if the so right now the Trailblazers, Pelicans, and the and the Kings, the Kings and the Spurs, if all of those teams, because I'm kind of gonna leave Phoenix out of it because they're because I no offense, I don't think you guys are gonna make it in. But, no offense, you guys got potential, but I don't see you guys making it in. Um, but, the Spurs and the, the four teams are in there. They still have a chance of getting in there. They can work, they can find a way to get in, get in there close. Keep it close. And then, but I think that's going to be a case where they're going to have to work. They're actually going to have to find a way of, Saying that, I guess they're gonna have. A, there's gonna be a playing tournament, and I guess whoever is coming out of that can fight the play against the eight seed, and that's gonna be a question there. And it seems interesting to see how this goes. I think it's gonna be, a, especially in case with Wizards, if they can actually, uh, if a, if Magic start falling behind, the Wizards start going on a good run, which I kind of doubt will happen. Washington can play their way in. And it's a good case here. It's a good, good effect, a great case there. Already there's, so that's going to be the quick question is who will make it in first and who is not. And um, yeah, we're going to be, it's going to be interesting. 
It's going to be an interesting uh, season. Um, who I think is going to go to the finals. Who I think is who's going to make it to the finals. I think it's more likely going to be Bucks Lakers. And I think it's probably going to be a good series. And I think I'm going to give it... I would probably want to give it to... Um, probably for the Lakers. I say Lakers gets this one. Um, I think it's because the... I think it's for me. This is Lakers year because... Especially, they've been riding off the Kobe momentum. And uh, I think they're going to probably do this win this, tro- this title. Win this title. And it's for Kobe. So, that's my opinion there. Okay. We'll be right back with A. So, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on a bit. We're going to talk about... We're going to go ahead and uh, take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to try... I'm going to try me something different, try me something, that, uh, and this is something that we, uh, me and, uh, because this pretty much comes from a topic, me and, uh, some friends of mine in a group chat on Twitter, so I guess I'll give you a backstory here before I go, so, on Friday, like, on Friday, uh, me and some of my friends, we are all, like, in this, we are all in this group chat, we are on this group chat on Twitter, and one of my friends, uh, brought up tweet. Uh, one of my friends, Aiden, brought up, made, posted like, whose dumbass idea was it to put chili powder on mangoes? And well, you know that was actually a, he didn't know that was a Mexican like cuisine thing, and and a way he said it was sounded racist. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm probably gonna try to like, I'm like, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call him up, cause I'm gonna at least give. I'm going to at least try at least get him on, like, a voice chat thing or something. We'll actually get him on here. And, um, we'll try at least set this up. Because I'm, like... Because I want to know, like, his... Plus, I actually bought... Yesterday, I just bought some mango chunks. So, what I'm going to do is... Actually, I'm going to try this out myself. Sprinkle some, like, chili powder on a mango... Some mango chunks. And a mango chunk or two. And see how that tastes. See what that does. So... We're going to do that in a minute. So, we're going to go on in. I'm going to try to get Aiden on here in a minute. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go prep the mango chunks and get the chili powder real quick. And uh, we'll see you guys in just a minute. Don't go in there, folks. Alright. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. So, welcome back. We are... Going into the next, this is topic. This is gonna close out the show. This is something that was hilarious, and this is like on a uh, Friday. This is on Friday. We, uh, is I'm in a group chat with uh, some of my friends on uh, Twitter, um, on Twitter, and uh, yeah, it, it was about this is like this group chat on Friday. One of my friends posted this tweet. It's not there anymore, but it was it was my friend Aiden. He's pretty much he's funny. Funny dude, he pretty much he was a, he actually played a role in the protests. He actually that'll be something I'll probably bring on the podcast because I don't think I will talk about some of the stuff that's going on in these protests eventually because we're pretty much coming up on towards the sixtieth day. So this is gonna be interesting to talk about this. But um Yeah, so on Friday he was he and he goes on to where he makes his tweet, said he made his tweet, said, Whose idea was it to put chili powder on mangoes? Right, so, and and my one of my friends, Matt, 
put this up on uh put this on the group in the group chat and he tells him and he's and we're just like and I'm like I didn't see I didn't see the tweet myself. I just heard it and I was just like in a group chat and I'm just like what the f-? I'm like I've heard of this before. I've heard of this before. But we were like bro, I don't think you should bro, you might want to take that down cuz this it sounded mad racist. So but yeah, it's like dude, that is actually like Mexican culture. Um what friend Alex is like tell like dude that's like literally Mexican culture like his girlfriend uh actually uh actually is uh I think part Mexican I believe I'm not entirely sure but she actually had as an actor before so I have never I'm just like reading some of this stuff it's just hilarious like one one of my friends wanted to keep it because it is actually it was definitely like hilarious. And I'm just like I'm like but I'm just like I drummed in, I'm just like, yeah, like for real dog, you should should take it down because I've heard of this before. I've never had it. I've heard of it. But I've never questioned it. I'm like Okay, this is something. I'm guessing this is something that makes people eat on as a snack. This is their snack food. This is like what they do. So I'm like, I'm not questioning this. So when he mentioned this, I am like, he says like, so I mean, he thought this was like something that a young, liberal woman brought bought from Trader Joe's. It was like some like some weird hippie shit. We. You thought it was literally some hippie shit. So I'm like dying at this. I'm like, oh my god, dude, what the? F-? And then, and on the way, it does. I mean, one of my roommates lives with someone who is of Mexican descent, and he says that it's it is foul. That is bad. It's bad. But it's like he didn't know it was bad. He just didn't think it was gonna be. He. We were just like, oh my god, we were on this like crazy thing. I'm like, it's a that's actually a thing. So I am like, I got like good thing is like, so I am like, so I was interested in like what that chili berry does. So it's like, corn. There's like, when you eat a mango like by itself, it's a quite quite a sweet tasting like fruit, and I guess the chili powder. Add like a spicy kick to it, so, so I was like to myself, all right, I'm gonna go ahead. I bought me some mango, some mango chunks, chopped already chopped up from Kroger, right here. We got some mango chunks right here. I got me the chili powder right here. So, got me the chili powder. Pretty much, this is like some chili powder you get at Kroger, you know. Probably it won't hit differently. Maybe there's something here's a different type of chili powder that would work best for this. So I know I'm like the yeah, I'm making this an app. This is gonna be on the on the podcast. It's like the next episode podcast. I'm like I'm interested in see how this tastes. So so like everyone else knew. So everyone else knows this. So everyone else knew this was a this was actually something that was 
good. And I'm like, I kind of can understand him, like, not knowing what it is. But it's like, it's just, I'm surprised he didn't know. So it's like, so what it was, he, a question he said was, okay, so I can, I think, a certain... Can I think a certain food agriculture is foul without being racist? So that's the question. Can a food be bad? Can you talk about how bad a food, some culture's food is, food from another culture, call it bad, and still not be ignorant of the culture? I don't know. I think it's interesting to me. Like, I think a lot of people, we can talk about cultures... Like, some foods, I kind of understand. Like, like for me, no offense, like, anything about all of the China stuff that's going on with the coronavirus, if some of this stuff actually does, it came from China because someone eating an actual bat, then I kind of, then I think it's not wrong to talk shit about it because, because then it's like, really? Like, why, why are you eating bats? Like, why are you eating bats? Like, why are you eating, like, these weird animals and stuff? Like, 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 how do you guys not have, know how to raise cattle and, like, stain, like, make a, like, a sustainable amount of, like, cattle or something? Like, it's, that's to me, like, something, like, there are people who eat bugs and, like, monkey brains and stuff, and I'm like, and to me, it's just, like, weird to me. Like, that's how some people get protein from off of the bugs and stuff. And, I mean, it's nothing wrong if you do, if you eat bugs. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I mean, hold on. Yeah. I had to use my teeth. So, all right. So, got me a mango chunk here. So, family's going to be on a, so this is going to be fun. So, we're going to grab us one mango chunk here. We got chili powder. We're gonna sprinkle some of this on. Okay. Have this uh, spread up on the top and stuff. Alright, so here we go. Mango with some chili powder. Here we go. anything different. Hmm. I don't taste much difference to it. So, it doesn't sound like it's bad. It's nothing wrong with it. 
like we were talking about this, and it was like it was like a lot of stuff involving like the stuff involving like yeah, talking about like mangoes and like talking about this mango chili powder stuff. I don't think it's anything different. It doesn't like I think it doesn't like enhance it. So maybe we should try another. I'm gonna try another chunk. See what this does. Like, I think maybe you toss it around and see if it does anything. Doesn't change anything. It doesn't taste like it changes anything. I think it tastes normal. It's like there's nothing crazy, crazy about it. I'm guessing maybe you toss it in the. Uh, maybe you sprinkle a bunch of it and you just toss it in the mango chunks and then you just eat it like. That, I don't know how this works. There's a certain way you do it. So, I don't know. I don't taste anything weird. Tastes fine. Uh, it gives it a little, like, extra, maybe something. But right now, I don't taste anything different. I'm going to leave some of these mango chunks out. But, yeah. Do I think it's weird? No. Now, we also talked about, like, the thing about... Like, I think one of the things about it was... Can I think a certain, certain food from another country is foul without being racist? I think so. I think it just... I agree with, like... I think Matt said this, like... Just don't we, like, at talking about... Who fuck makes this shit? And then that's that's what you should not do. Um, and we end up going into a discussion about a brief discussion about Mexican street corn, which sounds, which is actually a fire ass thing, which I've never had before. I've never had it. I've seen photos, like seen great photos of it. Never had it. I'm gonna find somebody that actually does or these uh, lotes, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna try one out myself. And we are all like, oh, it is. We are all like laughing and rolling, laughing the, like at hell out of it. Like we're just like dying at this so much. This whole group that was like on one. One, we were like, he was, he said, like, we were just gonna make a new tweet, and then we were, and I'm like, what is this about to be? What dumbass's idea was to fry bananas? I said, playing danger stuff, and I'm like, oh my god. We were all, I'm like, oh no. We were like, none, because I'm like, seriously, and I'm like, 
And I'm like, it's something, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I was done at that point because I was like, this is just crazy. I'm just like, don't wait that out because I was like, I'm not going to eat any toy in this, but I'm like, and we were just done. It was just all. It was. It was like this was a comedy of a bunch of things. It was just insane. Um, and everything was definitely was. This is the topic. And so I'm like, yo, can you actually talk to me about other countries' cuisines without it being racist? And racist, I kind of agree. I think you can. It's just. You just don't want to say the, something like go into like that part of like. I think it just as long as you don't say it in that way, like who makes this shit, it's just it's just weird. I I say this. I think it should be right to say it's weird. So I'm like I'm. That's what I think. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and tweet this. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get A on this here. Hang on, let me try to get my boy Aiden in there. So I'm like, I'm either we can try to get him in here live or we can like get him on the phone. I'm gonna try to get one for two. We're gonna try real quick. So I'm um, like, give us a give me a minute. Let me see where I can get him. But yeah, okay. Here was here were the scrimmages. Yeah, the four scrimmages are the Magic is taking on the Clips right now. Then we got the Wizards taking on the Nuggets at three thirty, and then at seven o'clock the Pelicans take on the Nets. And the Kings take on the Heat. So that's going to be the four scrimmages for today. And I think there's more tomorrow, probably. Oh, man. I don't know why. These Bengals actually slap. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I think there's there's nothing much really into the. I don't taste any. Didn't taste much. It didn't. It doesn't feel. I don't feel anything. I feel a little kick, but it doesn't isn't as bad. But other than that, this make angles by itself is slap.
So I'm like, I'm gonna give wait a few minutes to see if he's like, if I can get him on like on the phone or something. But uh, yeah, Eric. Yeah, I'm gonna take. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and take a break. I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy some of these mango chunks real quick. But um, yeah, thank. But yeah, this is a good topic. Let me see if I can get in. We're gonna take a quick break. I will probably get his thoughts about this whole situation. So, we'll see. Oh, I'll be right back. Try to get him on the phone or something. Go go anywhere, folks. All right, everyone. So I don't think I can get my boy Aiden on here. Uh, I think he's probably at work right now. So I'm probably gonna try to do something probably like tomorrow. We'll probably do a little segment here, like a little like a extended clip here, pretty much like just to get his thoughts on this whole thing. But yeah, I mean, to anyone who is of mixing descent, I think it's okay. Mangoes by itself is fire as hell. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the fuck out of this. Out of these, I'm probably going to have some more of these later. Probably had some of these in my smoothie. Just smoothie. Anyway. Um, but other than that, nothing really much happened. Uh, maybe I did it wrong. Maybe I'm not supposed to sprinkle on some mango chunks. Maybe I'm supposed to... Sprinkle on like a whole mango or toss it in it, toss them, toss the spice in with a mango. And I don't know, maybe there's a way I have to do this, but I think it sounds all right. I didn't taste anything different, so so uh, yeah, so yeah, um, thank you guys very much for watching. So, next week in the next episode of the podcast, we're gonna, I'm gonna do is a QA, I'm gonna let you guys. If you guys are in the comment section, we're going to do hashtag JMoney Q&A. Um, I'm pretty much going to try to gather all your questions. Get all your questions. I'm probably, I'm, uh, I'm going to answer the questions I like and the questions I will, I don't like. I'm probably not answering them whatsoever. I don't want to hear anything weird shit like what my favorite type of socks to wear when I work out. Uh, what's the, like, circumference of my dick or whatever? No. <laughs> We're not doing that, people. Not happening. So, thank you guys very much for watching. Uh, be sure to give a like to this, to this here. Share this with your friends. Try to get them in on the Money Talks podcast. Get them in on this. And, uh, we do this, I pretty much am doing this every week, and, uh, I'm still planning on doing this every week, especially even during, uh, even as I'm very much going through the motions back to work again, that was, I'm pretty much going back to work, so, who knows, I'm still gonna try to keep up with the timing, try to keep up doing these regularly, and, uh, yeah, thank you guys very much for watching, I am your, your boy, Jay Money, I'll see you guys on the next episode and I'm looking forward to a lot of your guys' questions. So, thank you guys for watching. I will see you all and next time. Peace out, y'all. Stay safe out there, y'all.